So with Lisa, Natalie, and Becky Katani all in the room, <laughs> the Gut Brain Trust, um, we are ready to begin. So today <clears throat> is all about gut health and functional. Um, I wanted to show you guys a fun little thing for functional skin health. So um, gut health is enormously, enormously important. And um, I'm going to, I'm working really hard to keep this call compliant so that we can share this and have this as a resource that we can um, then share with all of our teams and friends on down the road so that they can get some information about gut health. So again, gut health, we've done a couple calls on the topic. Gut health is something we could talk about a lot on, but I'm going to kind of go over, oh, there's the book I was looking for. Hmm. I wanted that book for this call and I couldn't find it. Now I see it. Guess where it is? On the bookshelf. So, um, again, always worth re-mentioning. The Good Gut is a fantastic book. I just grabbed it on Amazon and it has lots of good information in it to give you a good picture for taking care of your gut. Your gut is not just like the stomach. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, oh man, I got a beer gut or whatever it's called. Um, your gut is extremely important. It houses billions of bacteria that literally run your body. You have more bacteria cells in your body than you have human cells. In fact, your human cells are outnumbered 10 to one by the bacteria. So if you think you are going to get an antibacterial soap and cleanse yourself of all the bacteria, you will be dead. <laughs> you will not last very long. Bacteria and healthy gut bacteria, or what's called um, the microbiota of your gut, is um, it is one of the fields of science that we know literally the least about. Um, microbiology is literally and like as much as there is on it, you can get degrees on it and all kinds of things. It is an emerging baby field right now. So if any um, buddy on here is going into the sciences and you want a field to work and go for that. <laughs> um, there's <clears throat> a lot of research to show that we actually don't know anything the more we learn about bacteria, the less we really know. Um, and the more we learn about what bacteria does for our body, the more we realize how we have underestimated its role for not the past millennia of human existence, but only for the past maybe 200 years. <laughs> it was always recognized before, and in many of the countries still is recognized as extremely important. Um, but have you ever heard sayings like, um, and if you can think of one, then type it in the comments or unmute yourself and say it. Have you ever heard of sayings like, I had a gut feeling, um, I have butterflies in my stomach, my stomach is churning, let me chew on that idea for a while, I'm trying to digest the information. Um, we so if you think of more phrases, we have a lot of phrases in our vernacular that almost indicate that we're thinking with our stomach. And um, our gut actually is a source of a form of intelligence and it 
controls even our emotions. It can control our hormones. Um, it can control our weight. It can control, yes, if your gut is imbalanced, you can be depressed. If you put your gut back into balance, you can become not depressed. If your gut is imbalanced, your brain can become inflamed. An inflamed brain can result in all sorts of things. Um, there's some theories out there positing that inflammation of the brain is actually, inflammation of the brain at critical stage is actually what causes autism. So there's some research on that that's being looked into. Um, there's some um, research that all sorts of other mental disorders like schizophrenia and other things sometimes can be um, either aggravated by or caused um, brought on by inflammation in the brain and what can cause inflammation in the body which can then transfer it to the brain is basically our food things we eat and then things that we wash with and use around the house that can um, destroy or damage the healthy gut so you have healthy bacteria in your body that are working over time to protect you from all kinds of things outside um, so for instance if you go to the beach, I will guarantee you there's going to be um, all kinds of hazardous bacteria in the sand. Um, if you pick a vegetable out of the garden, I promise you there is Clostridium botulinum on that on the dirt because it's everywhere. There's, I mean, you're sitting here watching this probably seabot on your skin right now, and you're thinking like botulism. Oh my gosh, botulism is what kills people. It's so dangerous and canning and stuff. And how that works is only when the um, the the bacteria itself is not um, deadly but it's when it sporulates, which it only does under specific conditions, anaerobic, moist, certain temperature, um, you know, like in a canning jar that's not been properly processed. Um, then when it sporulates, it actually releases the toxin. Um, the Botox, <laughs> what does Botox do? <laughs> we inject it into our face to paralyze our muscles. So if you ingest it, then what does it do? It paralyzes your muscles. Um, so an interesting story that I learned um, when I was taking a mini microbiology course was this <laughs> fellow who he actually realized he had been poisoned with um, botulism and he recognized it and he called 911 and was like, this happened, I'm going to die. And they came out and got him fast enough on life support, 12 hours, by 12 hours past it was out of his system and he was literally fine. But, um, you know, if he hadn't been on life support, he wouldn't have been able to breathe or do any of his normal functions. So um, there are dangerous bacteria all around us. Not, I don't particularly think clustering much line is dangerous unless you're like, um, it's funny because um, the government actually has, um, <clears throat> you know, cultures of this bacteria as like, it's a, could be a toxic weapon and you need like thousands of passwords and retina scans and thumbprint scans and stuff to get into the room where it is. But you could like literally make it in your kitchen, like by, without any skills. But um, anyways, so I'll have to say there's lots of bacteria all around us. We just exist with pathological bacteria and with beneficial bacteria. So 
Um, the beneficial bacteria works so hard to protect us from the E. coli and the salmonella and everything else that's all over the place. You know, you never, it could be on a shopping cart or a gas pump or a light switch in a building or a door handle to, you know, walk into the orthodontist or something. You don't know. So um, your body works really hard. Now, if you were to take and use Purell, you know what happens. That's it doesn't just affect the top of your skin, but actually gets into your gut as well. But what Purell is going to do is literally wipe out all the beneficial and pathological bacteria, except for the very most deadly ones like E. coli and salmonella. Then those can exist on you without anything to fight them off. And you are completely defenseless. And so then if you start to become vulnerable to other bacteria or viruses and get sick, then you have to start using more and more. And then you, you know, the more you use, the more damaged your gut becomes as you are killing off more and more and more of the healthy bacteria in your body um, and so it can become this vicious cycle there's another thing that you can run into and that's antibiotics antibiotics are life-saving they're miraculous they have saved people from so much pain and misery but they also come with um, a hefty price tag of an antibiotic doesn't necessarily distinguish between good and bad bacteria it goes to wipe out everything that it can find and that can leave your gut severely damaged and i've heard that it takes seven to ten years to restore your gut after one um treatment with antibiotics and a lot of moms get antibiotics when they're in labor um which is another risky zone because that transfers to the child and the child is born already um basically bacteria deficient a child inherits their mother's microbiome so if you are doing a great job of filling your body with probiotics and healthy um, beneficial bacteria that is going to massively benefit your baby actually for the rest of their life so it's always well worth doing but um so back to the subject of antibiotics one thing that i love that he says in this book is um yeah, it's a he, <laughs> he and a she. He says to create an environment where antibiotic use is infrequent because um, if antibiotics are needed to save a life, then that's what you do. And then you do the work to restore the gut, right? But what if you never got to the point of needing the antibiotics because you were healthy? To create an environment where antibiotic use is infrequent, prevention is key. Having school-aged children means that our household is a revolving door of runny noses and scratchy throats. Eating a nutritious diet and probiotic foods can help limit the number of illnesses and minimize their duration. <clears throat> so this is where I want you to think, think, think about what you have in your own kitchen drawer, on your kitchen counter, all over, everywhere, every drawer you can reach into. What do you have? Bottles and bottles and bottles of <laughs> prevention. We have so much prevention so that you can stay healthy. And the first step to, um, you know, alternatives to medicine is to never need the medicine. So staying extremely healthy, extremely well is your first defense against having to use antibiotics um, or really any other medication at all, which all of which do 
great destruction to the gut lining. Um, another thing I love is <laughs> Thieves Hand Purifier. And this is an adorable little critters with a little hanger. This is um, an owl, I think. <laughs> um, and I'm actually going to give this away on the call today and I'll mail it to, I already have the envelope ready, so I'm going to mail this to one of you guys that's on the call today. But I love this because we can use our oils. The oils in this help to keep you well, um, but they don't harm any of the beneficial bacteria in your body. Why is that? Because you think to yourself, well, if it purifies, and I saw, you know, pictures of, of you know, Thieves Cleaner versus Clorox and how well it works. Um, how does it not, uh, you know, if it's killing all that bad stuff, how is it not going to harm the beneficial bacteria in my body? Well, the answer is because the plant is doing for you the same thing the plant has done for itself since before humans have been on the planet. The plant is taking care of as many of the hazards that come its way as possible so it can survive. But the plant also needs to cohabit with beneficial bacteria that help keep the plant alive. The same ones that benefit you are the same ones that benefit the plants. The same ones that you are afraid of are the same ones the plant is afraid of. So that plant will work to help you out the same way that it helps out itself. Basically what you're getting in the form of an essential oil is you're getting the plant's immune system. So that's pretty fantastic. <clears throat> um, the way that the plant just wants to, plants actually have amazing, <laughs> humans do too when we give them the right tools, but plants have the amazing, um, desire to heal themselves and young living does such a great job distilling these oils i don't know how familiar you all are with this but if you were to break or bruise a plant then it actually starts to release chemicals to heal itself and to try to save its own life that's how you can like walk on a plant in the forest and you come back and it has just sprung back up and looks like it's living again um, and what's amazing with Young Living is when they, they not only harvest the plants at the peak, but then um, now the plant has been cut and the plant's trying desperately to heal that wound. And it's releasing more and more and more of these healing chemicals out of its, um, <laughs> through its essential oils. What Young Living does is they keep tabs on that. They check it constantly. And when it's at its peak, then they distill. And that's why when you get an essential oil from Young Living, you're like, why does this work so well when I've had like all these other organic brands that aren't doing the same thing for me? Because nobody's out there checking every 15 minutes for the bricks rating of the plant that they cut. Nobody's doing that. Nobody checks the lavender every two hours to know when to pick it, you know? So Young Living has these incredible oils that we can use to um, help ourselves always stay of that line of wellness. What else can we do to bring healthy probiotics into our gut? Okay. Um, first of all, it's what you don't do that matters just as much as what you do in the realm of a healthy gut. Okay. So Thieves Household Cleaner today can replace everything in your house. Did you know that children who are raised in a home with conventional household cleaners tend to be significantly more, they can be significantly more overweight than counterparts who are raised in a home with non-conventional cleaners? Why is that? One of the theories out there is that the, you know, the children's gut is being damaged. The bacteria is being damaged. The things that 
um, conventional cleaners do to the bacteria in our gut is insane. Um, children born to women who had cleaning jobs while they're pregnant have an elevated risk of birth defects. That's terrifying. Um, and nurses who use disinfectants to clean services once a week have 24 to 32% increased risk of developing lung disease. And again, commonly used household cleaners could make children overweight by altering their gut microbiota. And that's something that those little kids have no power over and they're going to spend their lives struggling and like, why I'm doing all the things, I'm doing all the right things, why is this not working? And nobody's talking about the bacteria. So <clears throat> remember, again, when we're talking about the bacteria in your gut, this controls so many things. It even affects your mood and um, depression and joy and things like that. So remember, this is important. This isn't just, you know, um, like a, <laughs> they're playing Uno out there. I don't know if you guys can hear them, but this is like very exciting. <laughs> it's Minecraft Uno. Um, but this gut, this gut health isn't just like a little like side trip to your health. This is everything. This is the key. This is the foundation. This is the beginning. This is where it all starts. And I'm proud to be able to tell you that everything in Young Living supports your healthy gut. And everything in Young Living helps you eliminate things that are damaging and harsh to your gut. So Young Living has um, been a huge blessing for us because, you know, just being able to buy this has saved me having to research all the bazillion different cleaners. And by the way, this is um, when the bottle was empty or almost empty, like just a cap full left, I added water and put this spray top on. So it's a fun way to recycle your empty Thieves cleaner bottles. It's perfect for putting in your bath so it doesn't break. <clears throat> okay. Um, all right. So things that you can do to um, help your healthy gut. Um, you can have probiotics at every meal probiotics, probiotic rich food. So what does it look like to have probiotics at every meal? Well, hello, <laughs> I'll be aware of yogurt. <laughs> yogurt or kefir, um, both of which you can buy. This one has vanilla, it has sugar in it. Let's see, yeah, it has organic cane sugar in it. Um, this is our special treat one, but you can get them without sugar. <laughs> Don't have to have sugar to have yogurt. Um, Activia does not count, <laughs> please. Please, um, does not count. Um, you, some of those little like yogurts have like 30 grams of sugar. This has 13 grams in six ounces. So <clears throat> I've seen, um, little cups with like, like, you, like, wow, I think I'll just have a ding dong because that's a lot of sugar. Um, so, um, sugar in breakfast foods, by the way, is a whole food history topic that you could just send me down that road and I would never come back. But anyways, um, you can have salad for breakfast. You can have soup for breakfast. It doesn't have to be sugar. <laughs> that's, um, that's a Nabisco creation. <laughs> so, um, you can have probiotic sour cream, um, with help, this is, I love this sour cream. It's organic pasteurized whole milk, pasteurized cream, pasteurized non-fat milk, and four strains of lactic culture, cultures. Um, L. acidophilus, bifidobacterium lactis, L. rhamnosus. Boy, those are fun words. Um, you can have 
kombucha, which is so cheap and easy to make at home, or you can also buy it at the store. This one's really good. It's the blend is called Love. Gary just bought this one today. It's jasmine green tea with organic lavender, chamomile, damiana, rose. Hmm, pretty good. Um, those, <clears throat> let me also show you um, this book. This is called, oh yeah, <laughs> ease into it. Yeah, you only need a sip, don't swig, says Sabrina. You only need one shot of kombucha. Um, and <laughs> if your gut is not used to having the bacteria it needs to digest and you've got a lot of crap backed up, you're going to be like, wow, I have been sitting on the toilet today. Um, so I remember I taught a kombucha class at William Sonoma in Virginia Beach and I showed them how to flavor, I think like five or six different kinds of kombucha. So everyone's like, well, we want to try them all. So everybody took a shot of all of them. And then one of the ladies who's, she's so sweet. She ended up enrolling under a really good friend of mine. So she's an awesome cross line sister now. And she told me, she was like, well, so I didn't realize that um, kombucha would make me digest so much. And I had like six cups of it at the class. Um, Sabrina, I will schedule an online kombucha class. I haven't done one in a really long time. That would be really fun. So this book is called Wild Fermentation. It's my favorite, hands down, favorite, favorite, favorite recipe book for fermenting. Um, I have like six or seven fermenting books and honestly, sometimes I go to the other ones for like just novelty, but this is my like tried and true, um, splattered page, <laughs> scribbled in, um, favorite of all. Okay. <clears throat> this is my absolute favorite. I actually still have ferments that I brought from Virginia that were just like rationing out tiny bits at a time. Is that the book with the recipe they cleaned off the ceiling? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Probably. Um, the reason it's called wild fermentation is because if you have, like, for instance, here, or if you can, oh my gosh, I wonder if I could. Hey, Gary, yeah. do you think you could bring me everything from the drawer in the mini fridge in the garage? The drawer in the mini fridge. Just bring the drawer. Yeah, that's what I would say. Can you bring me the drawer and its contents from the mini fridge in the garage? All those little cultures and little packs and the koji rice and everything. Thanks. <laughs> what? What? They know I ask weird things. So wild fermentation means, for instance, uh, I'll give you sauerkraut as an example. Me and Heather were just talking about that today. The drawer in the garage, yes, yes. in the mini no, fridge. Oh, is this for me? Yes. Okay, thank you. That's for your video. Thank you, Jacob, for my video. Okay, thank you. Um, oh, <laughs> she's naked. Um, okay, so sauerkraut is an example. So how you ferment sauerkraut, you chop or shred, you, I don't know, Serena. you chop or shred your cabbage, this is the most basic version, you salt it, um, we'll talk about the salt in a minute, 
and then you hammer it like with, a, I use the end of a rolling pin. Um, and then you, that extracts juices. I hammer it for 10 minutes. <laughs> One of my favorite parts in class would all, I did so many Sarkot classes in Virginia beach and like at the botanical gardens and stuff. I taught a ton there and um, I would always be like, okay guys, now this is a really loud part because when there's like 12 people in the room hammering, like, you can't even talk. And everybody's just like taking turns. I don't oh, um, they're in the box. It's held out in the box of all the Canadian oils. What Canadian Okay, so then you take that um bruised and tattered cabbage, which is all juicy now, and you pack it into a jar or whatever, however you're gonna into a you know crock or whatever. Thanks, Gary. And then, hey, can you also bring me the sauerkraut masher from the, the thing the kids use as a weapon in the um, pantry? Oh, <laughs> I don't let them play with it because I'm like, I can literally see you taking someone's head out with this. Um, okay, so then you pack it into your jar and then it basically sits underneath that brine. The brine um, is salted because that protects it from molding right off the bat while lactic acid is being formed, which takes about three days. So this is how the sauerkraut ferments. Where What's does the, the bacteria floor, come from? That's, the floor? No, the masher. Um, how does the bacteria, where, where do you buy like a sauerkraut culture? Where? where where does, where does the um, bacteria come from um, to make this um, lactic acid, this, this um, um, lactic ferment? Well, it comes from the air. It comes from your hands as you're mixing. It comes from the wooden rolling pin you're using. It comes from the countertop. It comes from the cabbage itself. Um, all of these have um, basically wild bacteria on them, and it creates this wild ferment. Alternatively, you can buy isolated culture strains. So I love Cultures for Health. Um, cultures for Health is an online company that sells um, these little <clears throat> different um, isolated cultures. So let's see, I think I already used this one. Oh, here we go. Um, so you get a little packet like this and you refrigerate it, you know, keep it cold because bacteria can go to sleep when they're cold. And then there's instructions. So this one is for making Greek yogurt. They're like, what? Greek yogurt? There's Greek yogurt, Viley yogurt. Um, here's a Viley starter. Um, buttermilk culture, Danish rye, sourdough, Pima yogurt. All these different yogurts have different kind of distinctive flavors like have you ever heard of San Francisco sourdough? What is San Francisco sourdough? It's a specific um, bacteria that's present in the water in San Francisco and it creates a unique sour flavor in the bread. So the bread became known for that unique flavor. Um, I will, Becky, as soon as my computer unfreezes and lets me, <laughs> cultures for health. 
Um, so it creates this unique kind of flavor profile that, but you know, back in the day you could only get, um, when, have you ever made a bread recipe and it says, you know, maybe you have a stand mixer and you knead it in the stand mixer and then it says knead it by hand for, you know, two minutes before letting it rise. Why do you need it by hand? Because there's actually wild yeast on your hands that they want to help raise the bread dough. Um, this <laughs> little gem, you can find all kinds of crazy cool gems for your kitchen that are super useful by going to antique stores. I have so many of my kitchen tools because I do the you know antique methods of cooking and they don't know nope, I don't even know if you can buy such things right now but um, I love how smooth and worn the handle is but this is um, for making sourdough what's up mom so does that recipe not work if you just use Purell <laughs> yeah no it wouldn't probably not work at all it would make no difference whatsoever um, <clears throat> so the there's whole uh, amazing amazing oh they have one just for cabbage beating sabrina says i can't remember what it's called <laughs> the cabbage beater um there's all different um cultures have different famous like cortito is um a ferment with jalapenos and onions and cabbages and that's one for a hot region and um different regions have different um I love this cookbook, Lisa. They, different regions have different sort of ferments that they're known for. If you look at those ferments, it's because they're, you know, unique to that environment. So you don't see a lot of um, the, the same things in like a hot rainforest culture as you would see in like Eastern European where it's much colder and, you know, where you're preserving food to last for months at a time, whereas like in, you know, a hot rainforest culture, you're growing food all year long. So Nourishing Traditions is a book I really like, Sally Fallon. Um, she actually sent me this cookbook herself from her own house. Um, and this has not only, I love how she says, the cookbook that challenges politically correct nutrition and the diet dictocrats. What does that even mean? Well, have you heard of the food pyramid? Okay, the government tells you how to eat. The government tells you how to learn government tells you how to vaccinate. Did I just say that? Sorry. Um, the government tells you how to think and the government, why, why? I don't even really know why the government needs to tell us how to eat, but, um, <laughs> it is politically incorrect to say that you use lard, you know, healthy, clean lard or whatever. It's like, Oh no, you should use vegetable fat. Why vegetable fats? horrible for you. So um, she talks kind of like history in there as well as, you know, nutrition. Um, and I really, I am, let me tell you guys that like my ultimate like nerd heaven is when history meets food and food history is like, oh my gosh, like watching the trails of where food comes from. So here's another book that I absolutely, Lisa says, amen. <laughs> <laughs> Becky, show me where the fat of a vegetable. You know, I've always wondered that. This is another book that I absolutely love. This is, um, if you have to pick one to start for starting your fermenting journey, start with this one. Okay, start with this one. But I love this one. Um, this is my working version, but I have my first edition version 
in a sacred and hallowed place. The, the Art of Fermentation, these are both by the same guy, Sandor Alex Katz, who's considered the father of fermentation. He's like the Gary Young of probiotics, okay? Um, and it, this book is all about history and usage. And it's not like two cups of cabbage and a pinch of salt. That's what you'll get out of this one. This is more like the science. Um, oh, Sabrina, you would be in bliss reading this. Uh, fermenting grains, starchy tubers, pictures. Ah, this book is just absolutely fantastic. Um, the number of foods in an everyday life that we can get that are fermented are numerous. And you'll notice if you look at other cultures, no pun intended, other cultures, you'll notice that there's pretty much a fermented dish at every meal. So miso, tempa, um, uh, sauerkraut, kimchi, cortito, yogurt, kefir, um, kombucha, um, uh, kvass, tons of different fermented things like the list goes on and on and on and you can find um really great fermented foods to just work into everything another thing i do is when i make sauerkraut um you know how it makes all that juice well all that sauerkraut juice is so delicious and what I'll do is if I'm making a salad dressing or deviled eggs or um, anything, I'll pour some of that juice in and bam, you've got probiotic salsa, you know, right there. So you can get, if you're like, I don't think my kid will eat a bowl of sauerkraut, you know, well, first of all, they don't need a bowl. They need one tablespoon. And secondly, um, you can just like blend it into anything. I chop sauerkraut into tiny bits and stir it into all kinds of stuff. Sabrina said, I noticed the other day that most of my food now all has a purpose, not just tasting good, but I'm always thinking about my gut now. Oh my gosh, that's so true. Food has a purpose. It's such a good point. Food has a purpose. And um, food isn't just meant to be um, like filling the blanks. It's meant to be fantastic fuel. You see grandma? Yeah, where's grandma? grandma you can do all the cleanses and all the things but your gut needs support so getting probiotics in at every meal or as much as possible with every meal um, is a huge step now taking probiotic supplements as well is also enormously helpful because you're going to be getting a really intense dose of probiotics so life nine is the one that young living makes for adults this is an amazing amazing supplement and the mighty pro is made for kids but <laughs> This adult loves it. And I actually pour the bag into a jar so that it's just a little easier to get out. Um, and you can mix this into things if you don't think the kids will eat it. Or you can just let them eat it, you know, however they want. Um, start the day with probiotics and end the day. The last thing you do before you go to bed is you pop a life nine right before you go to bed so that it gets to get down into your gut with, um, there's not a whole lot of food interference. You're not working, doing anything. You're just laying there, letting your body restore. Sleeping is when your body restores and rebuilds. Your short-term memories get shuttled into long-term memory. 
Um, and yes, your gut has a lot to do with sleeping. <laughs> Was that funny? Hey, Gary. Do you want to take the baby back out? She loves talking. <laughs> um, so your gut does have a lot to do with how you sleep too. Um, for finding recipes, I'm going to share screen for just a moment. Well, I'll wait till Gary comes and gets the baby out. <laughs> She's so entertained by watching herself. <laughs> Those fat little legs. Um, another book to write down, by the way, for um, looking for protocols for restoring gut is Speak Up Buttercup, which is mainly focused on healing the gut and reducing inflammation in the brain. Um, and she goes through the protocol that she did for her son. She used um, basically a gut healing protocol to reverse his autism diagnosis, which is fantastic. Okay, so I'm going to share screen for just a minute here. Let me, okay. So um, you can find recipes for all of the things all over the internet. It is not, like you do not have to look very far to find anything. Um, if you want to look on my blog, which is farmandhearth.com, um, I haven't posted up there in a while, but all these recipes that I'm telling you about, I have pretty much posted um, up here on my blog. So I have sauerkraut, and um, I, when I taught classes, I would create a class packet. So the class packet has information and recipes. Sometimes we would make one to three or four recipes in class, and then I would send you home with a packet or email it to people. So if you go to these posts, you can actually go in and download the class packet PDF for each one. You could use it to teach your own class or write your own blog post or um, just put it in. I just have them in my kitchen. Um, and just use them for the recipes. Um, this is about cr creating a prebiotic with your rice. So you can um, use, hey, can you please go ahead and close the door? Cooled rice becomes a prebiotic, which, Jacob, I need you to take that out. Take that out, please, and close the door. All I can hear is from the screen. Where's John Washington? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know, Jacob. You put it on me at some point. It's probably in the kitchen. No, can I have mine? Okay. Um, cooled rice, if you cook it with fat, becomes a prebiotic. And when we cook our rice or quinoa or any grain that we, that we have, then we cook it um, either in water with bone broth or all bone broth. Um, or we add coconut oil to it or bone broth and coconut oil or whatever because if you cook rice with the fat and then let it cool, it becomes prebiotic, which means it feeds the beneficial bacteria. Then if I get a lot of questions about flavoring kombucha, I don't do second ferments. I won't get into all that here. I'm just too lazy really is what it comes down to. If you want to do second ferment, I have no opinion against it. I'm just too lazy. Um, but here's um, my packet, recipe packet on flavoring kombucha. Um, and then this is the instructions for making kombucha. All these pictures are from the farm out in Virginia Beach, if you um, ever go out to the farm. It's totally different now, but um, 
You can use kombucha to make hair tonics. Um, you can use kombucha scopies to make the most delicious candies. They're so good. You can use kombucha scobies to put on wounds, or you can use them to make face masks, like grind them up in the Vitamix and make like a paste that you can make a probiotic functional face mask out of it. Um, and then bone broth. Bone broth is extremely beneficial. It is so easy to make bone broth. Honestly, all you need, really all you need is filtered water, the bones, and a splash of apple cider vinegar. There's a ton of really yummy, fun recipes out there if you want to get as fun and fancy as you want with um, herbs and um, flavors, vegetables, onions, all the things you can do. Um, this is an awesome book for that. No, wrong one. This is an awesome book for that. Um, Nourishing Broths by the same author, Sally Fallon. Um, I haven't made all the broths out of this, but I've made a lot of them and they're really good. Um, but these are definitely broths that you just be like, I'm just going to drink this or um, just enjoy it by itself. But um, sometimes, a lot of times I'm just so lazy that I just make um, bone broth with just the water, the apple cider vinegar, which helps pull the minerals out of the bones and the bones. And then that kind of like basic flavor, I'll pour that into smoothies instead of water, like a fruit smoothie. Yeah, I'll pour it into that. Um, I'll use that to cook the kids rice. They don't even know. Um, I'll cook macaroni noodles if we're cooking yeah. or rotini or anything. I'll cook that in bone broth or with bone broth and water. So, um, Bone broth, why is it so beneficial? Why do you always hear it brought up in the context of gut health? What is the big deal? Bone broth is another thing that can be really expensive to buy. Heather and I were talking about this, about this earlier too. Like a homemade quart jar of organic, you know, salt of the earth sauerkraut can cost you as much as $1. <laughs> but if you're going to buy it at the store, you can be paying $15 to get it in the refrigerated section of Whole Foods. It can be really expensive. Um, and sometimes it is fun to just go and get different fun gourmet ferments. And I told her that sometimes I'll take like either already finished batch of mine or a batch that I really liked the flavor of from the store and I'll pour some of that juice into mine to introduce that bacteria like a culture and speed it up a little bit more. But why is bone broth so important? Well, bone broth, okay, again, there's an entire book written on the benefits of bone broth. Like the recipes don't take up that much room in here. It's all about the health benefits of bone broth. This is the best um, protein drink you'll ever find bone broth like have athletes drink bone broth um, it has glycine it has glutathione it helps your body create glutathione it has collagen why is glutathione so important because it fights cancer hello um, all these are so good for your brain it has collagen which is so good for your skin it's so good for your bones your ligaments your plastic and soft tissues you, like it's so good for you um there's a lot of massive benefits from bone broth and again it can be just so cheap to make at home and it can be so expensive to buy so um <clears throat> it's a great um anytime we eat anything that has bones in it obviously the bones immediately get turned around into bone broth and if i can't do that right away i dump them into a tupperware or a plastic bag and throw them in the freezer and then um use them when i do have a chance but we just have pint jars and pint jars and pint jars in the freezer um and if you don't have loads of room you can use on that blog that i showed you there's a recipe for making 
like oyon out of it. So basically just boil the bone broth down to make a concentrate. So sometimes I'll do that. Um, and then like a concentrated pint jar and add like three quarts of water to it when I make soup. Um, nourishing fats. Yes. Fats are healthy. <laughs> um, fats are very beneficial for you certain ones and other ones are not so um healthy fats are part of a healthy gut and not being afraid of healthy fats um is pretty stinking important okay i think i showed you all the books i think i showed you all the all the young living things i brought out okay so key key takeaways before I show you um, the dangerously uncompliant thing I'm about to do. Um, key takeaways are um, what you don't do is just as important as what you do do. <laughs> so they're equally important to avoid toxic, chemical-laced, horrifying things both in the form of soaps and cleaners and foods that are going to cause inflammation and damage bacteria and it's just as important to be introducing a constant steady non-stop every time you sit down who have a meal um, stream of probiotics and then you take your actual probiotic right before you go to bed so it's the last thing that goes into your stomach okay so these are not labeled for topical use so you couldn't actually please read between the lines couldn't actually do this until Young Living comes out with just a different sticker to go on the bottle, okay? But what I have here, oh, that's magnetic. I stuck it, that's probably not good. I stuck it to my computer and it magnetized. You can make functional skin care with, um, remember I said you could put like the scobies, you can grind them up and <laughs> make a face mask out of it. So here's um, just some base lotion. We made it coconut oil and shea butter and whatnot. So if you were to take a little bit of lotion and you had some lotion in your hand in the morning do 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 just imagine with me for a moment that young living created a new label for life nine that there was also a topical version of life nine because did you know that to stay compliant with the oils you actually can't talk about diffusing a vitality oil because it's not labeled for external use it's labeled for internal use only that's weird isn't it but in that world if this had the different label you could actually open up the life nine capsule I'm trying to show you at the same time as i do it open up the life nine capsule sprinkle some of that um amazing probiotic goodness right into your hand and mix it into the lotion <laughs> if the label said that you could, you know, if the label was topical, then you could do that. And then you could just apply it and get all those, you know how harmful it is to use Purell? Well, it's that beneficial to put beneficial bacteria on your skin. Now you couldn't make a big batch of this and leave it in the cupboard because these, um, these um, bacteria are not made. They're not basically, made to be suspended in liquids and stay viable. Actually, once you open this, which I opened it right before we got on the call, um, <clears throat> you have to put it in the fridge because they need to be kept cold and asleep, just like we were talking about with the crowds and stuff earlier. But wow, wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, but if you lived in Canada, you could do that. It probably works on Canadians. But if you could do that, you know, 
hmm, maybe someday we'll get that label and you could give that a try, okay? In the meanwhile, uh, just finish off <laughs> that capsule. Okay, anybody have any pressing questions? And again, I'm keeping this call um, compliant, which is why I didn't tell you to do that. I just said one day maybe you can. <clears throat> Um, keeping this call compliant. So does anybody have any questions for me or anybody else who's on the call, Becky and Lisa, you know, they have lots and Sabrina, they have a lot of good information about gut health too. I know they've told me some fun stuff before. So anybody have any questions um, for anyone or about any of this? <laughs> Is anybody ready, already taking life nine? Um, Mom is awesome. I'm guessing others of you are raising your hands too, but I can't see because I know more of you are taking life nine. Um, is anybody already fermenting? Sabrina is. Is anybody already fermenting in your house? Well, I just ordered some of those books from the library. Mm. That's perfect. As I'm perfect sitting time. here. Awesome. Um, Natalie says, I want to learn. Sabrina, your husband's eating all the cabbage you made. It's good stuff. I like yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Becky said Life9 and Mighty, Mighty, Mighty Pro. Um, Where did you get that sour cream? This? I'm sure Whole Foods has it, but that's not where I got it. What? I can't see what the label was. I might have got it at Fred Meyer in there again. Nancy's. Okay. Nancy's. I also like her there i like the yogurt natalie's gonna go get some awesome um we definitely can and should do um i really loved doing in virginia beach we would get together and do like a kimchi or a kraut class and it was fun because we you can make in hammer like a ton we would do um the <clears throat> largest batch of sauerkraut i ever made was 800 pounds <laughs> So that took a couple of days and we used, we borrowed fruit of restaurant kitchen in Norfolk to do that, which was such a blessing of them. We, they, they're a morning restaurant. So then we'd come in in the afternoon and just chop and hammer and chop and hammer. It got to the point where the, it was so heavy because we had like a huge, I don't know if it was like 50 gallons or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. It's giant, a big crock. And, um, it was so heavy, the weight of it all. We didn't even have to hammer it after a while because it was just like the juices were just like extruding out. But that was really fun. But it's fun to get together and do it because a whole bunch of you can hammer kraut together, you know, and take turns um, and chop and hold babies and feed babies and stuff and um, make giant batches. And some people bring cabbage and some people bring, you know, depends on what you're making, you know, garlic or whatever. So um awesomeness okay well let's all work on um introducing more probiotics this week so um in the form of supplements is fantastic and also getting supplements in the form of um muddler <laughs> yes like for making drinks and stuff we like muddle their um like mints and stuff like that um well let's work on incorporating um probiotic foods and talk about it with people. Maybe do a Facebook post and be like, who eats probiotic foods? 
tell me about what, what do you make? Do you make probiotic foods? How are you getting probiotics in your, just get the conversation going. It's a really good conversation to have with people. And then um, maybe post, um, Hey guys, let's get together at my house and make um, sauerkraut together. I'm going to do kimchi. You can do a kimchi class. You don't need to know how um, if you, <laughs> you hear me you don't need to know how to do it you just need to do it um if you want to do kimchi class just text me and i'll take a picture of the recipe out of the book and send it to you <laughs> oh pickled beets don't even oh pickled beets are one of my absolute pickled beets with um oh fermented duck eggs pickled beets and asparagus with oh my gosh pickled beets with ginger Mm. I remember I, I gave some once to like the UPS guy or something. Yeah, Sabrina, that's exactly why I would do classes. I would have a topic I wanted to learn about, so I would schedule myself to teach a class on it. <laughs> and I had to learn. This <laughs> is the brute, the brute method of learning. But I gave this UPS guy or whatever, like a jar of beets, and he was like, oh, I don't like beets. But he ate the whole thing standing on the porch. I was like, I guess you do like beets. <laughs> you like these beets. <laughs> um, yeah, pickled eggs are good. I don't know fermented eggs, but I like pickled eggs. Um, that's another fun class to do. Get together and pickle eggs. We always had um. Yes, Lisa's in. Lisa's in. Lisa, you should teach um a crop class in your town. That would be really awesome. Get the, some bacteria. We know everybody in town's bathing in bleach, so they're going to need the probiotics. Oh, my goodness. Put good in, keep the bad out. All right, everybody. This was really fun. One of my favorite topics, and Ruby is fermented. Oh, is she farting on you? <laughs> um, there are, this is one of the, my favorite things to talk about. Um, and, um, getting me on the subject of food is always, always a treat for me, but, um, keep your eye out. Look in antique stores. A lot of times people don't know what they're selling. It will be mislabeled as something totally else, but you'll know what it is. Um, look for fermenting crocs that don't have cracks in them. Um, they are really popular now for like plants and stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Um, checking at pestles. Yep. 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 That's another good one to look into. Um, but you can find lots of cool, um, lots of cool, uh, gadgets in antique stores. If you know what you're looking for. Um, not expensive on Amazon. Becky Crocs window tops. It's really hard to find the concrete tops for Crocs. This is like, so I feel like I'm reading a Dr. Seuss book. Um, but um, part of the reason why when I called actually the whoever, Ohio crockery or whoever it is that manufactures them, and he said, we never ship them because they always break. And so we spend all our time replacing them and like we can have seven in a row break. So he goes, we don't ship them. So what I usually do is I find a plate that's the right size, um, preferably like a not plastic if you can. Um, I find a plate that's the right size and I set it on top of the crock and then I get like a gallon jar of water and set that on top. Yeah, no tops. Not surprising. A lot of them. I mean, I don't even know if I've ever seen a crock in an antique store with a top, but 
yeah, leaf from the cabbage. Um, if you're making like a half gallon jar, when you cut your cabbage, keep the butts kind of big. And then I stick the cabbage butt in the top and shove it down. Like if you just wedge it down, it'll shove down uh, around that glass shoulder. And then um, you just have the butt sticking out of the top and then the brine fills up all around it. And the reason everyone, um, that they're talking about the tops is because the top is what presses that cabbage down to keep it from floating up to the top of the brine. The brine is the barrier that keeps the substrate underneath away from the mold and things in the air that we don't want. So a lot of liquid overflow. <laughs> yeah. I um, always suggest doing them like setting it in like a glass baking pan or something so that all those bubbles coming out. I mean, kefir is another one. Easy, easy, easy ferment to do. You can, um, all you need is some kefir to start. You do not need kefir grains. Um, and then you need really good quality milk. Becky's um, goat milk would be perfect. Um, and then you pour, pour like a pint jar of milk and then pour in some already fermented, not sugared or flavored kefir and put a cloth top on it really tight. So fruit flies can't get in and leave it on the counter overnight in the morning. This is like our perfect routine. You use it for your smoothie. Um, the fermented milk smoothie in here is my ultimate weakness. Um, use it in your smoothie or use it to make um, your oatmeal or use it to ferment oatmeal or whatever you do and um, refill the jar and it just sits on the counter until the next morning and then you use it. So we always just make like a pint at a time. You do not need the grains. If you really want to use the grains, put them in like a little cloth tea bag and then you could just not to strain it. You just lift the tea bag out and drop it into the next one. Um, and the fermented oatmeal, <laughs> I'll leave you as last recipe and then we'll be done. The fermented oatmeal is so easy. Just measure out the recipe is actually in, I posted it in, I think, um, well, I posted it in some group that I'm in, but I'll post it, um, on the comments to this video, but, um, you basically have your oats and water and some kefir or, um, some whey or anything active and like not sauerkraut juice that would be gross but then you leave that overnight um and then in the morning cook it and it is so soft and creamy and delicious and nobody ever knows that it's fermented <laughs> all right so uh, i have a list of everybody who's on the call it's seven devils, so let me poll I wish I would have talked to you 15 years ago because my husband and I used to make sauerkraut by hand, not with a muggler, with our hands. Oh it was gosh. hours because we used oh. to, oh, horrific. We had buckets, of five gallon pails of it. That was the last year we ever made it. It was, oh. was <laughs> quite the experience. Torture. Yeah. That would be torture. <laughs> Oh, my word. Yeah, but 15 years ago, she wasn't eating clean. She wasn't what? You weren't eating clean 15 years ago. <laughs> what was I eating 15 years ago? <laughs> no, no, Mom, I, w I was 15, 15 years ago. Mom made us pretty good food. I usually had oatmeal for breakfast, and I don't know. I didn't eat fermented stuff like I eat now, though. <laughs> Not even close, Becky. Not even close to 
what we eat now. We won't even we won't even discuss what I ate 15 years ago. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah. Oh no, man. No bueno. No bueno. <laughs> no bueno. Well, what did we know? You know, you know better. You do better. <laughs> Some people hate that saying, but I'm like, why would you hate that saying? <laughs> you don't want to know better. You don't want to do better. Awesome. All right. So lucky number seven was pulled. That's Sabrina. You were number seven on the call. Yay! <laughs> Getting a little owl critter, little thievesy thing. So it has this awesome little loops. So you can hook it onto like your bag or your kid's backpack or whatever. Um, so I know they're adorable. And you can just pop the thieves out and pop it back in. Um, and it's in French because it's from Canada. <laughs> so I'll get this out in the mail. Um, probably, I might even be able to mail it tonight because we're going to go out me and Gary are going to go out and drive, I think, up to Monroe to drop some stuff off for Becky. So awesome, guys. Thank you all for jumping on this call and taking the time and sharing your information, your knowledge, um, contributing to our hive mind in here. We stayed compliant on this call, which is a first for Tuesday night. So I'm going to be able to repost this. And if you watch this on the replay, thank you so much for joining in. Um, Just remember your gut health. Awesome.